This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. We're, we're privileged today to be joined by Dr. Anna Kasu. Uh, Dr. Kasu is a leader in the translational research department at Advent Health, their institute. Uh, she's an associate investigative director there. She's also a leader in type 1 diabetes research, and, and she's got a very special interest here. She's going to talk about a newly approved FDA drug for type 1 diabetes and a lot more. Dr. Kasu, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your background? Uh, good morning, everyone. Yeah, as you already said, I'm an associate investigator at the Adventist Translational Research Institute. I'm an endocrinologist by train training. I come from Italy where I train, but then I moved to Pittsburgh, stayed there, went back to Italy, led an eyelid transplantation program over there. And four years ago, I joined the Translational Research Institute back in Orlando, Florida. Um, I My research, I was always a physician and scientist. I tried to dedicate my research as much as possible to find a cure to type 1 diabetes. And what drives that passion is that I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at the age of six. I come from Sardinia region in Italy with the second highest incidence of type 1 diabetes in the world. And so I think that all of this motivates my uh, my research and my my current research and my past research. Thank you. And talk about Sardinia. Why is it that there's such a high rate of diabetes there? Um, we actually never were never able to figure out exactly why. Uh, the Sardinian population is a very close population, so there's probably a very strong genetic background that is acting on type 1 diabetes. Sardinia is also famous for good things because it's one of the so-called blue zones, so a zone where people live longer than other places, and particularly males. So we don't know if the two things are related, but uh, for sure there is something unique in the genetics of the Sardinians. But but it's not necessarily diet related. It more might be genetic related. You got long life and diabetes, and and I, you know I'm getting older. So would you recommend to me as a doctor and a leader that I move to Sardinia because I might live longer? Um. Well, uh, for sure, there's a component of lifestyle that we like. We like to enjoy life, eat good food. Um, there is definitely a genetics component. Um, the Diabetes that is more frequent in Sardinia, the type 1 diabetes, is caused by an attack of the immune system to the cells that uh, produce insulin, which is the um, hormone that regulates the sugar level in the blood. So um, it's not caused by what we eat. Um, it, it's just our immune system that acts in a not-so-nice no, way, thank I you. Th no, 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 thank you very, very much. And I was joking about moving to Sardinia because I can't change the genetics anyways, but I might enjoy the lifestyle. But, but, but tell us, Dr. Kasu, about your research and work with type 1 diabetes and the new FDA drug. Tell us about those things. Okay. Yeah. I mean, my research here um, in Orlando uh, is still linked to, to my previous experience with the eyelid transplantation program. We work with organs from organ donors, but we also run studies to uh, improve the quality of life of people diagnosed with diabetes and studies um, to 
understand or try to prevent and treat um, uh, the new onset diabetes. Um, and in that um, area of prevention, we participate in TrialNet. We are one of the screening centers for TrialNet, which is the big consortium that brought up um, the the study that led the study that brought to the approval of uh, the the new type 1 diabetes drug. And, and what does it take to get a drug started to approval? What does that look like, that long pathway, that research? What does that look like? Uh, well, this uh, the study for this specific drug took, was started approximately 10 years ago. Um, so, of course, there is some basic research. Uh, there was basic research before that, a number of scientists that went also probably um, back to um, 10 days before. Um, it was also built on top of a large screening program that was um, running in the United States and in many parts of Europe as well, um, just to identify the people at risk for type 1 diabetes. So we would know who would benefit of a potential therapy at that time. Um, and then, of course, the study took a long time, analysis, then submission to the FDA for approval until the recent approval. But it took decades of research. And, and what will this drug mean for people with type 1 diabetes? Um, well, this drug is just the first, we hope, the first of a long list. Um, is for the first time in history, uh, we are able to delay the onset of type 1 diabetes. We are able to somehow slow down the, the autoimmune attack to the insulin-producing cells. We always thought that uh, type 1 diabetes was a non-curable disease, and now maybe we have more hope uh, in that direction. And I mean, you would say, hey, uh, but these people will become diabetics anyway, which is true as of today. But if you can prevent a couple of years of stress of continuous insulin injections in children most of the time, of course, the quality of life uh, will be better. We also hope that this medication, even if it will not prevent diabetes completely, will also slow the loss of insulin. So some insulin will still be produced after diagnosis, and that makes the, the blood sugar level controls better and easier. Thank you. And if you don't mind, can I ask you for a moment about pancreatic cancer? It seems like there's been, I've seen you've written some, I mean, you're, you're a very well-published uh, medical investigative author. Um, any thoughts on pancreatic cancer and why there's so much growth in that too? Well, we don't know why there's so much growth. Uh, we know that there is a link between diabetes and pancreatic cancer. Uh, people with nuanced diabetes um, later in life, of course, we're talking about 50 um, and older, um, might have a higher risk of uh, developing pancreatic cancer. In this um, area, I'm a co-investigator in a large consortium 
uh, in the United States that is studying exactly the relationship between diabetes and pancreatic cancer. And uh, I'm also a co-investigator in another study that is looking at acute pancreatitis and uh, type 1 diabetes. So still the link between the pancreas, the exocrine pancreas, as we call it, so the pancreas that produces the digestive enzymes, and the diabetes, because the cells that produce insulin are embedded in the exocrine pancreas. So there is for sure a relationship that is not very well known. Got it. Thank you very much. It just seems like there's been a lot of growth. And is that throughout the whole world or just in the United States, there's so much growth of pancreatic cancer? Um, um, we don't know if we are more careful in diagnosing it and uh, if we are talking more. There is a growth um, of every cancer somehow. Gotcha. We just diagnose earlier and treat them earlier. Uh, thank you very much. Got it. Got it. Thank you. So it might be that it's more diagnosis than necessarily, and, and some growth in the diseases too, but, but fascinating. So what else are you most excited about this coming year, and what are your big priorities, Dr. Kasu? Well, uh, my big priority in on the clinical side, I would say, is to screen the people at risk for type 1 diabetes and get them treated or have them participate in other studies that are going on um, uh, to study new and different medications still to prevent type 1 diabetes. Uh, that is, I think, what this new um, approval um, should I mean, this new, uh, appro the approval of this new drug should motivate people at high risk to be screened and um, because there is now something that can be done. Yes, got it. There's more and more that can be done. So you get screened, we've got medicine for it, we can help you, we can do it therapeutically, we can also slow down its development and so forth. And that's very exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it is very exciting. And I mean, there are still many ways for being screened still within the trial net that is done for free. It's just a matter of reaching out to the um, to the centers that screen or it can be done um, even, I mean, uh, people can go on the TrialNet website and register there and they can get kits at home or just be um, go to a, a regular lab and, and get their blood drawn there. There are other projects uh, supported by the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation uh, that will help screening for the people primarily who do not qualify in TrialNet because there are age ranges for TrialNet. And of course, every doctor can prescribe the screening. Thank you very, very much. Anything else? You you came over to the Translational Research Institute. And, and let me ask you a question. You know, mm -hmm. Orlando Magic or Pittsburgh Steelers, have you become a fan of either? Well, you know, I'm Italian, so uh, I would say that I follow soccer more than anything else. Uh, I did become a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I had to learn when I was there. I had to learn the rules primarily because I was not familiar with football at all. I usually say to my husband, oh, I miss the ball. Where is the ball in all of that pile of people? Um, but yeah, I mean, the Orlando Magic, uh, it, that's also a good 
team to follow. But soccer is no, my uh, thing. <laughs> absolutely. I, I want to thank you for joining us, Dr. Gessie. What a pleasure and what a brilliant career. And, and thank goodness we have you here from Italy at the Translational Research Institute at Advent Health. Uh, our gain. Thank you so much for joining us. What a great pleasure. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thanks a lot.